This is Space Waffles. This fixation with Kenobi. A Star Wars podcast. Welcome to This Fixation with Kenobi, our Obi-Wan Kenobi recap show. I'm Arzu, and with me are Candice. Hello there. Maggie. Hello there. Norhal. Hello there. Brad. Hello there. And Chelsea. Hello there. So we are here today to talk episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But before we do, I want to mention something. So we are recording on June 24th, um, just 12 hours-ish shy of um, the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. So we are all slightly going through it. So for us, for any, uh, for the lack of our usual waffle pizzazz, if if that does wind up happening. Um, but because you're listening to this on Tuesday, by this point, we have announced that the Geeky Waffle is part of a fundraising campaign called What Twice. It is a group of Star Wars podcasters. We've all come together to fundraise for abortion funds, abortion services in the United States. Um, the link to the fundraiser is in the show notes down below. So please, 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 while you're listening to this, after you listen to this, please check it out. Please donate if you're able. Please boost if not. Um, so yeah, I just want to put that out there. It's on all of our socials. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter, very accessible. So please do check that out. Okay. That said, episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We are talking this having now seen the entire series. So if we end up touching spoilers for episodes four through six, just in case any later stuff winds up coming up. So this episode is at Fortress Inquisitorius. This is where Obi-Wan teams up with the Rebels of the Path to get Leia back from Riva. So let's talk. Let's talk characters. Let's talk dynamics. So Obi-Wan and Tala. Let's start Obi-Wan and Tala. <laughs> yes, uh, we see that, uh, of course, we got uh, to the point on the previous episode that Tala is taking Kenobi to Jabim. And he said he's badly burned. And good thing we had the back to tank scene. It was brief to my taste, but we saw a parallel between the, him and Anakin, both in the back to tank. And we see how Tala is uh, taking him to the back to tank, and and, ex- and he gets out at one point, and he's not completely cured. But of mm-hmm. course, he wants. He cares about Leia. But... I thought you were going to say not completely clothed. Oh, I was, no. was, was going to say like it was brief and there was not enough briefs. So I'm just saying, yes, <laughs> not to get but waffles it's... after dark already. But the Obi Wan series did what Book of Boba Fett couldn't, which was, I mean, Book of Boba Fett didn't give us shirtless Timothy Oliphant, but it, now we got shirtless Ewan McGregor. So, but it did give okay. us. Shirtless Tim. Shirtless Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. We were one for two. Fighting, too. I mean, and fighting. Boba Boba gave us those nice back-to-tank, like, tracking shots. Like, it really lingered there. And Obi-Wan's, like, cutting Mm. back and forth. And he's fidgeting. And he jumps out of the tank. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess. (laughs) Like, you've got that. I just trained with my lightsaber and body. Okay, that's fine. I know we're talking about Tala and Obi-Wan, but... Like Candace is like no back on topic. Back on topic, yeah. No, no, I want to talk back (laughs) back to the back to tank because both Vader and him are in one. Well, not the same one, obviously. (laughs) 
Okay. So <laughs> read that fanfic, I'm sure. Yeah. That's an archive of her own somewhere. But it's just interesting to see the connection now that Obi-Wan is like, is he like he's partially reached out to the force again, right? Is that why yes. he's connecting to Vader? Do we think he's actually connecting to Vader in that moment? Or is that just for our sake? The editing implies. Yeah. The editing implies. Because of the way he reacts to what we're seeing of Vader. Well, he could just be dreaming on his own. So you think he's connected to Vader, but Vader's not, it's not like a two-way thing. Maybe like a residual bond, sort of. It's like one step below a forced dyad. They're like they're <laughs> yeah. like links, like you know, Ray and they're, Kylo they're, in a way. They're just, just homies in the force. Yeah, <laughs> not which again, if we're if, if we're talking about how the series made me wish Ray Kenobi were more of a thing, um, I know, right? Par- paralleling Kylo and Ray would have been really interesting. It makes in me ways. hurt. I I want them to retcon it and be like, just kidding. Palpatine was lying the entire time. Mirror, well, mirror, Kenobi? Question mark. Yeah, actually, exactly. not a thing. Yeah. And actually, talking about Ray. Uh, that's, actually, that's actually a what if book. Uh, okay. Yes. I like that. No, uh, talking about Ray, that moment when he pulls out the back to tank and he says, Where's Leia? Where's Leia? And immediately we see the shot of Fortress Inquisitorium. I thought of The Last Jedi where Finn yeah. got up where's and where's Ray right and caught to act two. So. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like the the deliberate kind of it's not they're not copying emotional beats for the sake of copying them but they are implying the same level like the same emotions the same level of care the same sort of feeling gets kind of mirrored rather than just being like this is the exact same thing don't you love it which I like I find that throughout the series and I really I really do that so going forward with Obi-Wan and Tala a little more of this she takes him to meet Rowan um to kind of get his help in getting to Leia. And Roken's hesitant. And I do want to talk about this exchange with Obi-Wan in a second. But Roken is hesitant. But Tala, not at all. Like, she is, she's met him hours ago. And she's ready to, like, basically put her entire Imperial cover in jeopardy. To get Obi-Wan into the fortress. To get Leia out. And I think, like, that definitely speaks volumes about the kind of person she is. She, You know what I mean? Like how much she believes in Obi-Wan and in the cause. Like it's not an either or for her. She's like, these two things are, are like one and the same. At least also, that was my think, take on. I think because we find out about like how she was like, not quite completely responsible, partially responsible. She didn't know what was happening. We're rounding up children. So I think to be killed by the empire, mm-hmm. I think seeing Leia, seeing a child is like very important to her. Like, motivation is like I couldn't save those children but here's one child I can save do you question for everybody do you think that things have changed for Tala with Leia specifically because of how similar the circumstances to like when everything fell like it's it's Obi-Wan Kenobi it's one of the big Jedi like the hero of the war like we said before asking for her help in this moment and she knows that like the Jedi and the force sensitive kids are who the Empire was targeting so do you think being faced with that kind of amplified the need to rescue Leia for Tala or do you think that she would have done this for anybody anytime? 
I think Tala has a death wish. We see that. Like, she is very much like, sorry, guys. But, like, she's very much, like, haunted by what she did. And she's willing to go to any extreme. To... I think she would have done it for anybody, though. Yeah. yeah. Any child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I couldn't of... save those, but, yeah. yeah. Well, I think also she might recognize a little bit of what Obi-Wan's dealing with. Like, the grief and the the weight guilt. of guilt that he carries right so maybe she also sees rescuing leia in a way of not continuing to add to his grief like i don't i don't want to load another thing on him i want to help this person out um as much as she wants to help leia too mm -hmm. yeah. so before we move on to sort of the fortress side of things um backpedaling slightly to roken and obi-wan which is a small moment but there's one one bit of that exchange i can't get out of my mind is when Obi-Wan is really insistent on trying to get him to help and he cuts him off by calling him general. Like, yes. Not Obi-Wan, not Ben, not Master Jedi, even though nobody really uses that anymore, but general. So general. I don't think we need an explanation for who exactly Roken was and how did he meet his Jedi wife and like we don't, we don't need all that information. But I do think it's interesting that his primary association for Obi-Wan Kenobi is wartime general. And that's who he is in his head. So do we think that like, what do we think about that? Like, is this is he seeing this war hero, or was he like more involved in the war than we thought? I like I don't know how far they'll ever go with developing that character, but I like the way that the script for the series introduces little things like this to mm -hmm. build out and flesh out their characters, and it doesn't take away from the main plot. And it's something that I felt personally was lacking in a lot of ways with like the Mandalorian and some of the other stuff that we've gotten in more recent years. And I thought that this was such a great way to link to things that we're familiar with and flesh out the characters and give them things that we can sit on a podcast and be like, what does this mean exactly? Like who does this, who does this make Roken as a character? Like was he involved in some part of the Clone Wars? Like did he just watch the hollow net and know him from there like where is that connection and i think that just enriches even minor characters have like an impact yeah i thought a bit that thought perhaps his wife was a runaway jedi youngling padawan and maybe that connection was from there but you made a great point maybe from the holonet like uh we mentioned before that kenobi and anakin were like oh they're the jedi the the famous jedi so i i think it could have come from there too but i liked how that detail in general it, it ties also to the original trilogy have we met like general kenobi years ago you served my father the the hologram that leia sends him that's right he has been general kenobi for his yeah. And building off that, I had a question to ask all of you. Do you think that his wife was a Jedi or just somebody who was force sensitive? Because I've seen that being very much debated. And like, I'm kind of the mind that maybe just force sensitive, not exactly a Jedi, mm -hmm. just because of timing. Um, but I'd love to know what everybody else thinks. Because I mean, not obviously not everybody became a Jedi. Mm -hmm. There's definitely people who whose parents did not hand them over. Okay. I get the impression she was force sensitive. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she was a night sister. Oh no, they are all dead. <laughs> Norhal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sad. Sad moments. My theory 
my like ro my romance brain is like okay older and padawan on the run like her master stayed behind to like hold people off she went on the run she needed help and that's where she met broken but like she was in the jedi order i just don't think she was like a jedi knight just because of how old he seems to be yeah i think if, if yeah she's like on the verge of knighthood kind of thing yeah. he's um the actor's 31 so okay so mm -hmm. assuming the character is about the same age minutes. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just very sad very, very yeah sad. all right jumping ahead then to to the fortress the big we get like the obi-wan leia stuff the back half of the episode but in the front half of the episode we have the tiny princess of alderaan absolutely yelling at everybody but most importantly reba so leia and reba was a really really cool dynamic in this episode um Especially, I think, now knowing sort of Reva's whole deal, looking back on it now, mm -hmm. I think it really, I think it really enriches it. So does anybody want to speak to this? Kick us off? Well, I heard it's been said that how the, each of the parts mirrored, but this, this um, episode mirrored episode four, A New Hope, in certain aspects. And yeah, I thought of Princess Leia being a prisoner, but I liked how her interaction with Riva was like we have said before, a 10 year old, mm -hmm. like that. Oh, she always almost felt like she got something from her, and oh, but I have to tell my father first, then. Like, oh, you <laughs> rat. So, yeah, just playing that. everyone. Yeah. Yes. She's Sass Queen. What do you I, think Rava, like, sensed from Leia? Did she sense that just that she was force sensitive? Or I don't know if she could know that she was Anakin Skywalker's child just by using the force. Well, if you're reading someone's mind with the Force, I feel like you're only reading the information they have, right? And Leia doesn't know mm -hmm. that. So Riva, Riva doesn't know it either. And like, but Anakin Leia remembers her mama. <laughs> okay, but like, she's got the, she remembers like aspects of her mom. She doesn't remember who Feelings. her mom is. And I don't even know that, I don't even know that Riva knows who, who, like that Anakin was married. I don't think she does. She only yeah, knows no, Anakin is Vader who's at the temple. But I, I feel don't like even him think, and Padme. I, don't even, oh, I just think that him and Padme are the worst kept secret. <laughs> for the adults, but not for the kids. The kids have no idea. Like yeah. And I, I don't even think she knows that Luke is Anakin's kid. I think she thinks that he's just somebody who matters to Obi-Wan and she's lashing out. Okay, yeah. see, that's what I didn't get. I thought like she knew he mattered to Vader somehow. That's, why That's what he, I thought. Was, I thought because of how they the message was so vague that it, yeah. it could have meant anything. And the way, at least to me, the way it read was that she thought it was somebody that mattered to Obi-Wan. So if he, she couldn't get a hold of Leia, she could go where he wasn't and like hurt him that way. Because she, at that yeah. point, felt like she was lashing out at Obi-Wan. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, was, I was a little bit confused about that point because I was like... Is she going after Luke because of Anakin or is she going after because of Obi-Wan? I wasn't sure, but like Bale's message just says mm -hmm. the boy. I'm going to knows. Tatooine. Yeah. The boy. Yeah. The boy. Mm -hmm. uh, not... So the, the children. Yeah. 
Yeah, the children, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Which, from Reva's perspective, there's nothing really tying Luke and Leia, right? Yeah. It could be another child on Tatooine, perhaps. Right. Or but if she does some math, and she's like, okay, these children were born just right when Order 66 happened. Obi-Wan's willing to protect these children, but they not could me be. and my friends. Yeah. Like, like he was they... off doing something else. Because she asked him, where were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it doesn't even need to be that the two children are related to each other. They're just both important to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, they're both Force-sensitive children that he's protecting for some reason while he didn't protect any of the other Padawans or younglings. But, like, to 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 go back to, like, the, the earlier point, like, in episode four, I think all she's getting off of Leia is Obi-Wan and how much Obi-Wan is willing to do for her. Yes. And that's that's enough. And that, now we know fuels her anger because obi-wan is clearly willing to die for leia for all that either of them know but isn't willing in reva's mind to do the same for her and her friends and her friends exactly yeah so i feel like there's something else about the scene i wanted to say well i I feel like too with reva um she like with the later point about how uh, obi-wan tells reva that vader won't see her all he'll see is him I think at the same time, from Robert's perspective, not knowing Leia possibly is force sensitive is just like her mind's only fixated on like Kenobi or luring Kenobi here. And she's not really thinking about like what's right in front of her, right? She's so focused on. So would you say what is hindering that ability is her fixation with Kenobi? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or or getting back at uh, Vader too, like Vader, in the long yeah. long term, yeah, mm-hmm. the long game. Yeah, right. It's like it's the same reason that that like Vader wouldn't sense Leia. And, yeah, yeah. Right, like he's not sensing her because he's, he's only not trying looking to. at Kenobi, right? Yeah, it's I'm like also figuring like Vader, maybe Leia, and maybe some other characters also have like abilities not to be as like obvious with their forceness, you know? Like mm-hmm. I feel like with like if you think about the other times we saw people being like, oh, they have the force. It's like mm-hmm. in the in the Soka book, like she sees the child doing something. I forget the girl's name. And then Ezra feel um Kanan feels a connection to Ezra, but I feel like that's just because they have like a connection already through the force mm-hmm. in a way they yeah. can't like sense like they can't just be sense and force people all the time I'll- yeah i think i think like vader only picks up on luke because he's already fixated on luke and luke is using the force at that and moment using the force in the moment uh, yeah. but like yeah leia her force usage is so like subtle Mm-hmm. That like it's it's a part of her, but she's not, I guess, doing anything with it. Yeah, like going yeah. back to Rebels, so, like Ezra is using the Force at that like, moment to try to steal things. So that's why Kanan's like senses mm-hmm. it automatically. But yeah. like again, I'm going to bring up Rebels again. But Kanan says that people can like shut themselves shut shocked. themselves off from the Force, just like Obi Wan did. But like if you don't use those powers, if you don't like know about them. Like, is that what's going on with Leia? Like, it's not, she's not using her powers to the full extent in a way. Because she doesn't know they're there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's not consciously using them at all. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like when she uses them, I don't think she thinks she's using them. I think she thinks she's just like really good at reading people. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like um going back to the Phantom Menace, like with Anakin. He doesn't know he's force sensitive. He just knows he has really good reflexes. And that's yeah. what he's she just. Says, I'm, I'm a good pilot because I have good reflexes, and that's that. You yeah. can see things before they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it isn't until like he tells Qui Gon that the Qui Gon's like, "Hmm, let's test hmm. this kid's blood." Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not like you see a person and like, ah, that's a force institute. Like you have a sensor or something. I guess. Yeah, like even even Qui Gon needed to pull out that little Motorola razor and run like a <laughs> run a blood test. So. Got to get that midichlorian he, count. Yeah. The M count. The M count. Get the M count. Oh <laughs> if only Reva had an M count machine, this would have been over. I know. The Empire okay. should just be doing blood tests, right? Don't, Don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. They, 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 blood test. <laughs> they learned once they got to Grogu as M count. Yeah. yeah. Like, Don't you, you know the Empire that. is listening to our podcast right now? Oh, damn. Uh-oh. <laughs> We love the Empire. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a little bit of law and order. (laughs) Like-minded folk. Just nothing but like-minded folk here. Hey, you guys like The Last Jedi? I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Have a YouTube channel about it. (laughs) (laughs) What if Freck Freck is my... Maybe maybe Freck is like... uh, Mike Zero, actually, secretly. He's definitely, <gasps> yes. He's definitely got one of those. Brad, like, you can't uh, delete these comments. <laughs> <laughs> what is those? Uh, what are those radios that people in like rural areas make for themselves, where they do like their home broadcasts? That's what CB radios. CB radios. Yeah, yeah. pirate radio. Mm-hmm. Pirate radio. Yeah. He's running one out of the back of his truck. That's how all the stormtroopers know who he is because they all listen to his show. Exactly. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> hit that bell <laughs> I was trying to think of a Star Wars-y bell but now I can't Bell's hit that I see how quickly you said I'm trying to think of a Star Wars bell okay so moving on from there I don't I don't know how to say what um, <laughs> can I just say like there's many points when like the stormtroopers are taking this 10 year old girl and I'm like they're fine with this. Then I'm also like, let's look back in history too, and just be like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I made it's it sound like, about the sorry. authority. Well, they just respect the authority, and they'll just—they're kind of not even thinking like about what they're doing. I feel like they're just so yeah. brainwashed into it. Mm-hmm. Well, the best—the best example of this is like in Lost Stars that we see. You know, these perfectly well-meaning teenagers who sign up for for the like their imperial. The Imperial Academy, that's what it's called. For the Imperial Academy, like, to get off of their backwater planet and then are brainwashed for years into thinking that anybody who doesn't fall in line, like the like-minded folk, are bad, no matter how old they are. Like, they are wrong. They are on the side of the terrorists, on the side of the people hurting. So yes, the stormtroopers who are lugging Leia all over the place are very much of this belief that, like, even though she's the tiniest 10-year-old, She's also wrong and bad and on the wrong side of the conflict and trying to disrupt the Empire's order. So it's like, it's tragic, really. This is getting yeah. too real. I know, but yeah. like, 
Sorry. Just thinking about people. I made Star Wars political. I didn't mean to. Star Believe Wars in the BS and propaganda. <laughs> so the, the name Wars. I, I can see the red laser beams coming out of your eyes right now. Make Star Wars <laughs> political. Star Wars is stop making it woke. Sorry. Wars. What is this? The woke wars? <laughs> woke leftist Star Wars. We're all just Star a little woke. bitter this evening. I apologize. Yeah. But can we can you can Obi we just talk about Are we woke? Are <laughs> Can we uh, just go back at when Tala gets into this fortress? Mm -hmm. Because I love that part when she tried to access and then their security officer is like, oh, you don't have clearance to access. And I loved how across all across the Star Wars, you can see that how the Empire used the fear as a dominating mm -hmm. tool. But at the same time, it was a weakness as well because it allowed like she immediately takes the, ah, oh, you should call me sir, she takes the attitude and I'm going to tell the Grand Inquisitor. So the guy doesn't even check, realize, really checks if she's allowed, she has clearance and she goes inside. So I, I like how all across media we see how both from the rebels or even from criminals like Beckett in Solo, they just infiltrate the Empire and sometimes they don't even the other guys don't even check if they are truly from the empire. So it's it's like a double edged sword for the empire. They're using fear as a tool because yeah, yeah. they're in the inquisitors like headquarters. And if we know how Vader, you know, just goes down the corporate ladder, like what what happens to these guys constantly? They're probably mm -hmm. pulling out bodies after they've been force choked like every other day. And they're like, oh I don't wanna be like Dave. This just happened, you know, like I don't want anyone to know, say anything bad, no complaint department. There is no complaint department. There's no HR in the entire. <laughs> they should know HR, yes. You're really well, good way to have get some days HR off. Like, <laughs> have PTO, HR I have PTO next week. They're like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, Lord Vader gave me the week off. You want to talk to him about it? You want to talk to him? You want to talk to him? I'm going to Disney World. You want to talk to him about it? Uh, uh, enjoy your vacation, sir. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's a great system. Yeah. Right? Have the boogeyman at the top and be like, I don't know, do you want to go check it? As long except as you don't try it with somebody the boogie... who actually take you up on that. Yeah, except like, when I the boogeyman hears about yeah. it. Like, Vader's I like... agree he's getting pretty good with his force choking. I'm like, okay. Okay. <clears throat> I'm getting spicy okay, again. Okay, Haja. He can do it over the phone. <laughs> nice. Kinky. Um No, I'm talking about um the when he I was trying it. he was acting like the force the yeah. Jedi mind tricks could work through the calm. What else can I you mean do it does Vader has done it before where He's mm -hmm. like on a different ship than someone, and he's on like they're having a hollow call. And and Snoke does that too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Snoke like rolls somebody. Yeah, it's a dark side thing. Haja's implying some stuff. Yeah, Haja's implying he's a he's a dark force user. What I really <laughs> like about Tala is like you can see like there's some fear to her, but she like sucks it up. Mm -hmm. and she just it's actually like, Haja Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine returns. I'm 
sorry. This is a very serious podcast. <laughs> Candace, what were you saying about Tala? Um, I just, I really appreciate the way that we could still see that she was like scared, but mm-hmm. she did it anyway, which I mean, I think that always makes the character seem braver. Yeah. She when... kicked butt in this episode. She did. And how she got rid of the guy, like, oh, you don't belong here. Like, damn. I'm like, Stop. how yeah. many, like, oh, go ahead, Jossie. I would say the, the Empire's kind of main weakness is that it's all a game of every man for himself. And she uses that in that moment. She's like, if I can realize, make this guy realize that his job is at stake, then he's just going to let me through. Just play up on this system of every man for himself and she can get through. Yeah, we see that a lot with the Inquisitors, too. It's like, if you guys just, like, work together, yeah, there would be that I'd left. And they I, would have caught Obi-Wan a long time ago. They worked. Yeah. yeah. Let's make and a team. Is, like, you see the Empire with all these resources and stuff like that, but if their organization sucks, like, it does. It's actually, yeah. like, no wonder the Rebels won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just that she's making them fear for their lives, their jobs, either. It's that they're fear for their lives, like we were saying. You know, we're joking about Lord Vader, like, do you want to go check with him? But actually though like he does kill people if you if you mess up like you could die so the officer's like well either we catch her because she's doing wrong or i'll die because i said no to the wrong person so i might as well just let her go yeah and it's not just vader it's all those inquisitors they got some anger issues i don't know you've seen them but they're dark side users Uh, siders so okay so we've got We've got Riva with Leia. She takes her off to be tortured. But I like now in retrospect, knowing what we know about Riva, what must be going through her head, putting like somebody who's no older than I guess she was at the time, maybe about the same age, kind of putting somebody, one of her peers age in this position. And I'm like wondering if this is where the tipping point of is, Okay, so jumping ahead to the end of the episode, because this is going to connect to my point, of her yelling at Tala, asking her, was it worth betraying everything you are for a child and an old man, is not just a challenge to Tala, but she's like, almost asking herself, is what I'm doing worth it? Did that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. You all accompanied me on this thought process. Yes. I, I, we were just talking about this on on our our show and we had come to the conclusion that we don't think rev has actually ever like hurt a kid or like killed a youngling or yeah we haven't seen or, or heard anything what if like I, also like that's why they're like like you're in the gutter you're not great you're not one of us because she doesn't go mm-hmm. that far i we got i got yeah. that impression from the previous episode when vader kills that like young adult-ish oh, yeah. young person. Oh yeah, she like, makes it, that face. Yeah. yeah, she like like looks away kind of and that was when I was like, mm, yeah, mm, there's yeah. more to the story. And it's why she leaves the room when she, I mean, she basically leaves, uh, when well, does she leave because Tala has sons, sons for her or would she have stayed in there mm-hmm. to watch it happen? Because I feel like there's a little uh, hesitation. Hesitation, it, it, it makes yeah. It, yeah, and it makes it less personal if she just leaves the room and says, like, do it, and then she leaves. There's no, yeah. it's not personal at that point to her. It's just like a, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't torture her like the yeah. stormtroopers did in another she room. She almost seemed relieved that somebody interrupted and forced her to yeah. leave. 
Like, I feel like if it had been the Grand Inquisitor, he would have been like, they can wait. Yeah. Yes. But she was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, somewhere to go, yeah. somewhere else to go. I don't have and to watch also, this. And also when she's uh, interrogating Leia before, that Leia is like, I, I don't want anyone to get hurt. When she replies to Leia, it gives me this vibe like she's being sympathetic. Something that you don't expect from have from an Inquisitor or a Dark Sider. So... Like you said, there are like certain moments that it hints that obviously looking in retrospective is like, oh yeah, it makes sense that she she was just playing a part to get to Vader. But I also wonder if maybe she sensed that Leia could handle it because she said, oh, you're strong. So she knew Leia was strong in the mm -hmm. force and was resisting her. So maybe she thought I can torture her a little bit and it's not going to completely break her but maybe just enough to get the information that i need well mm -hmm. yeah she's at the point where she's trying to justify all her actions sure where yeah. she's yeah where i could see her doing that because she's still on the dark side like she's not like she might not be completely there mm -hmm. like vader is but she's but still it is part of it it is very telling, like kind of going back to like what Brad was saying about how she hasn't ever actually hurt a kid where she's equal parts asking for information and like threatening her, but then doubling down like, actually, but no, if you tell me then I won't do anything. If you tell me then I won't do anything. Yeah. Like even Leia's <clears throat> strapped into the torture machine and she's like, last chance, I'm going to count to three, like three, two, yeah. two and a half, two and a quarter. Like she's really silly. She doesn't want to hurt Leia. Yeah. So Reva is poor baby girl is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, especially when you see her interaction with Della. And mm -hmm. it's very interesting because she's like, I don't I, I see you're lying, but uh I don't know if you're lying for for my for us or against us. And I have to give it to Tala because at that moment she she faced it like yeah I was I'm a spy yes but I'm a spy for for the Empire. But I mean, the technically, best lies so is, have a grain of truth. Yeah, yeah. technically, Reva is undercover too. Yeah. yeah, so she's feeling it too. So she's like, I relate to you. <laughs> My absolute favorite exchange, like between these two, is like Reva going like, "Admit you're a spy." Like she thinks she's got something, and Tal's like, "Of course I am." And Reva's just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, it completely knocked her off of like wherever she, she looks thought like, she that was. That was way too easy. Yeah. <laughs> like she just. Like her facade yeah. drops. She's just like frowning, like, wait, what? And then Tala like then goes into it and then Riva's like, ah, yes, the plan. And then she like kind of falls back in line. But for just a second, like, it was a like shout out to Moses Ingram because that was a great reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Just like if you had told me she wasn't expecting that line and then Indira Varma just delivered it, I would believe you. Yeah. Riva. Um one one other thing, yeah. just by seeing like how young she is in the flashbacks, mm -hmm. we have to remember like she's like in her early twenties, really. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Reva's young, and yeah. like I feel like there's still like that immaturity to her, and it's just important. I feel like because like I didn't realize it until I was like, wait, this is only ten years in the future. Obviously, since Leia's ten years old, mm -hmm. right. But there's but, yeah. certainly a, le a level of ego that only 20-year-olds can have. Yeah. Yes. 
100%. I think in a lot of ways, Reva is a mirror of Anakin um, from a <clears throat> Darksider perspective. Like, it's almost like a reverse Anakin. Um, you know how, like, we, like Raylos, they've always talked about, like, reverse on Adala. I think, I think like, for Reva, it's, like, reverse Anakin, right? Yeah. She starts dark side and moves slowly towards the light. Um, and I think a, <clears throat> a lot of what Obi-Wan sees in her is, like, what he failed to... Um, allow to happen with Anakin like for the better um and I think we kind of start to see the cracks in this episode with her simply because she toys with Leia so much and doesn't really yeah. make any terrible choices yeah because if we think about when Leia was prisoner with obviously were different circumstances but in A New Hope I mean the, what we see in, on screen is that Vader immediately takes the, the probe droid yeah but yeah, remember like Reva, like she's so annoyed with Leia. She just like holds out her hand and she's just like, you know, like like a teacher just like being like, oh, these kids are testing me, right, Arzu? Like Yes, the number of times my students have elicited that like like physical clenching of the hand reaction, like don't yeah. in my case it's not don't hit them, it, it's don't snap at them. But like just the, <laughs> like, you know, when you explain something to a student very carefully about like math or grammar and you're like did you get it and they're like yeah and then five minutes later they're like i didn't get it and you're just like mm! like that was that <laughs> mood like you just so, said yeah so i felt i felt that that was like, a very genuine reaction for me yeah and i feel like we've seen the other inquisitors and if it was like the seventh sister who's like completely bonkers like leia would be dead <laughs> you know like oh, yeah. be like just how crazy and evil the other inquisitors are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So the last little, the last major, I guess, dynamic in this episode, Obi-Wan and Leia. So he, <laughs> he comes to rescue her. Already. We've clearly got a lot of feelings in here. He, com he comes to rescue her. And it's a very sweet moment. And then they have a very Jedi Fallen Order style. This whole Breakout. thing was following order. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about that scene where everything goes dark and then we see the lightsaber and the stormtroopers? For, for yeah. how Obi Wan was talking about how the force is like turning on the light. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's just so freaking good. Yeah. And, yeah. and it kind of reminds me when she says, I didn't tell them anything and I didn't tell them them anything and he says i know like reminds me somebody else telling her i know years later but... yeah yeah that is very true i have a lot of feelings about the the last bit we see of them of like them holding their hands hands but let's talk do we have anything to say about their escape and their dynamic in the escape other than the fact that obi-wan is once again proving he's the chaotic half of the duo by running that close to a child with an ignited lightsaber yeah, also that he's that. like hide and she's like where <laughs> like there's nowhere to hide really she's just like looking she's like i'm just ducking where i can i know well when he first arrives my first thought was how did he dry off so quickly because he just <laughs> like stepped out of the water and he's completely dry it's the Isn't force it like a force power 
Remember it's when Loki blue. Loki walked in the store and he just like shook and all the water came off? Yeah, yeah. it's like that. Yeah, it's very much um, <laughs> New Hope vibes when they get out of the trash compactor and they're oh, yeah. all entirely all clean. clean. Yeah. That interview, I think it's on Jimmy Fallon where Mark Hamill was like, I said something to George Lucas about it. And George looked at me and said, it's not that kind of film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you, have you guys... Show. Have you guys considered how the possibility of him being so dry so quickly is super woke and ruined Star Wars? Like, I don't know. I just give me bad vibes. I want my Obi Wan Kenobi to be <laughs> wet all the time. Visibly wet. That's what she like, said. Listen, <laughs> this is a valid point. Is why is this man not dripping the whole time? Because I ask for so little. Hashtag make Obi Wan drip. <laughs> not where i thought that was going but that's probably the, the non-after dark version so brad's like i see where this is going i'm saying he needs to he ha- needs to have drip he needs more he needs more go. drip that's what i'm saying brad's like i'm gonna salvage this because if i let them go they are gone they have been drinking <laughs> i'm just here to drink and know things and also say things that i regret oh my god no regrets just drip no regrets yeah. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Re- regrets. Regrets. Yeah. <laughs> I have regrets. So I feel so bad for the people on Tuesday listening to this podcast and expecting like very serious, insightful analysis. You of die. Episode four. And we're just like, Obi-Wan's got drip. They know what day it is. They know oh, we're no. all in need of distraction today. So Obi-Wan got drip. That's where we concluded. That's actually the episode title. Obi Wan's got drip. That's <laughs> the that's the name of season two. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. The subtitle: The Drip. Yes, I like oh, it. Before we talk about Leia and Obi Wan some more, can we talk about Vader and Reva? Yes, <gasps> let's talk about Vader and Reva. Yeah. Do you think Reva is like? Do you think she really meant to let them go, or is she like saving face? I think I mean, she 100 percent because she put the tracker on. Yeah, but I thought like yeah. she could have just yeah. done the tracker really quick. But it's like, like a backup plan. Yeah. She yeah, I don't think really it was intentional when she did that. Wait, what? I was saying I don't think it was her goal to let them go, but she had that backup plan just in case they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she because she knew there was a very real possibility. Yeah. She's telling Leia nobody's coming for you, but nobody was supposed to come for her the first time either. So mm-hmm. yeah, she's hedging her bets because if if. Yeah, if she loses, the cost of losing is very, very great. She has Plus, knowing, knowing that Vader has this fixation on Obi Wan Kenobi, she said the uh, thing with Kenobi. I did. Um, I think that she she knows that her best bet is to assume he's going to show up and use that to her advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can you just yeah, imagine how terrifying that is for Reva? Like, he force chokes her. He abuses her. Like, that is the man who it's mass murders all your friends. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, how she has to... Well, she has to use the dark side, because that's the only way you could survive something like that. It's mm-hmm. constantly being in the room with your it. abuser. Being abused by your abuser for 10 years. And mm-hmm. being a standing there where when your abuser kills and does terrible yeah, things. Yeah, other children. Like, oh, yeah. Also, like, how quiet it is in Fortress Inquisitorious. Like, imagine how long she had to wait there, like, knowing that he was 
coming down the hallway and at some point those doors would open like that's yeah. i can't imagine like yeah oof, terrible it's just terrifying like, we're talking about her using the dark side as a way to survive and yes but i also think like it's such a it's such a sign of i guess everything she's been through everything he's kind of put her through that she can tap into it at all you know what i mean that like it comes so easily because of her pain because of her trauma because of everything she's been through and there's nobody to tell her to pull back now like you know like anybody at the temple would have so yeah, it's well, it's very very sad if you think about the age that like order 66 happened for her like she's still in padawan she's not even a padawan yet she's yeah, still she youngling like, yeah like she's 11 still at most yeah so i mean I bet Yoda told them, like, here leads to the dark side, blah, 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 blah. But they have, yeah, she hasn't but... been outside of the temple, probably. Yeah, Except there was no lightsaber. There was no master who told him, to, told her, uh, revenge is not the Jedi way. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's just, just, you know, when you have something traumatic happen to you, you cope any way you can. And, like, that's why yeah. some people, like, it's, I, I, like, I don't want to use it. I don't like to use this metaphor, but it's like when people use a substance abuse to deal with trauma. Like mm -hmm. that's how I'm seeing her with like the dark side. It's like it's a negative thing, but you understand why it happened. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think like the metaphor does extend a little further in that, like we could extend it further, except you know, then when you get into the talk of balance and all that, maybe it doesn't hold up so much, but. But it being this thing that is like, I don't know, sort of stigmatized to the point where you feel shame for ever engaging with it at all, yeah, does sort of track with that as well. And what what does she tell Leia too in the interrogation room? She says like, "The braver you are, the more scared you are, or the more fear yeah, you the have, or afraid. something like yes. that." Yeah. And so I think for her, she knows how fearful she is and so she's kind of got to put on that brave face and say like i gotta be as brave as possible to compensate for that fear because vader will sniff fear out like from a mile away yeah. right so she's really gotta unfortunately like cast a much bigger shadow than she might want to put on um yeah. that's why she you know becomes an inquisitor despite coming from a place where she watched all of her her friends mm -hmm. get killed by the the very man she's serving so it's really a tragic yeah. story oh yeah it's, um, it's not just like being scared that vader's there it's being scared of being caught yeah, yeah. for 10 freaking years well we don't know yeah. if it's been 10 years exactly but how like, long yeah yeah what well, was she, she doing beforehand she like, clearly she was running unsuccessfully because they found her in the gutter in the yeah. gutter yes so i, can I her, don't like being in the the bottom like, levels of course she had a droid at some point you know that yeah but I don't think she would have made it that long on her own. Not no. not as the mm -hmm. not as the Republic is falling, not as Coruscant is becoming an Imperial Haven, not as a force sensitive kid who's never and been outside know, the Republic. I don't think she was on her own that long. We know from Fallen Order what they do to the Padawans or the younglings they found. Mm -hmm. and it like, makes me wonder what the criteria is for keeping a youngling alive to make them an Inquisitor versus just killing them. We see that in Fallen Order. And it's either they turn or they're tortured and turned or they're just straight up killed. Those are the only options, really. Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing but they also the, see if there's the any line? potential. 
Yeah, where's the, the line? Potential. That's probably where the line is. Is the they potential. probably do like they're like is this anyone any potential? But like, if they had Obi Wan, obviously they're just like gone. We don't know if they've t- taken any. Do we know if they've taken any like straight up Jedi Knights? I know the Seer. Grand Inquisitor is a here uh, one of in, the yeah, Seer. Jedi Fallen Order. Were they so, trying to turn him? Her though? Yeah, yeah. They were trying they? to turn her. It's been. I don't know if it's they were trying while, to turn her for information they? though. Oh, I thought they were trying to. Weren't they trying to turn her? And then Trilla like sees that she couldn't save her. It has been a while. I don't know if anybody yeah. else remembers this better than I do. But I feel like maybe like there is a threshold in like an upper age limit, like or a lower age limit. Like if you're too young and we have to like raise you first, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you've got some Jedi training already and you kind of know your way around a lightsaber and kind of know how to use the force, then you make a good candidate for Inquisitor. But remember in Rebels, they were stealing babies. They weren't stealing babies. Yeah, we're stealing babies. stealing babies. But was that for Inquisitor stuff, or was that for, like, what we see them doing later? Probably. Or, or like, the Clone Wars, when they were doing testing on Mustafar. Yeah, Yeah. like, is that baby testing, or is that Inquisitor? And you don't need all the babies to test, you know? Yeah. But they do need new Inquisitors. Like the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Knight, um, a Jedi guard, 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 which I'm not sure is the same thing as a Jedi Knight. Uh, well, skill wise, yeah. I feel like they're like a little lower, like on the mm-hmm. totem pole. The guard, like in terms yeah. of social hierarchy, sure, but in terms of like skill, yeah, maybe because like yes. if you're on Coruscant, that rarely gets attacked, except for like you know. But the temple right. does get attacked. Just by um, Barris. It's inside. But by Barris, yeah. But I'm talking like pre-Clone Wars. Pre-Clone Wars. happened. I would They're love a story about the Grand Inquisitor in his days as a temple guard. Yes. Like him experiencing Order 66. Woo! Give me that story. That would be <laughs> really interesting. Like... angst and pain. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. Hope was like... What if he like knew Anakin Skywalker? It was just like so annoyed by him, and like that's one of the reasons like Anakin turned him because he just like you know knew he got annoyed with him or something like that. <laughs> oh dear! It's just like I mean, the Grand Inquisitor is annoyed with Vader, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, okay, we went. Whoa, we went deep into Inquisitors. But yeah, there were so many Fallen Order fields after Fortress this time. Like, usually we kind of just quickly talk about the Inquisitors, but we're after Fortress. Like, there's a lot to say. Yeah, we're, we're at the yeah. stronghold. Um, does not look like a comfy place. I know. Oh, and also, we haven't, <laughs> I have a and we haven't mentioned before the what Obi-Wan finds on the bottom. Oh, my God. How did we forget that? It's a tomb. But, Chelsea, were you going to say something? Sorry, yeah. yeah. I, well, actually, I have two questions. So, one, I was wondering why they call it Fortress Inquisitorius here. What is it normally called Fortress Vader? So, why that's on Mustafar, change? right? Isn't that yeah. where they are? No, they're on no, a, it's they're called, on what's it's the planet? a it's a moon called Noor. It's on the same system as Mustafar. Oh, okay, yeah, I missed that mm. part. Um, in and Fallen then, Order, you can see Mustafar in the background. You couldn't really see it in this one. It was a cloudy day, apparently. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And then getting into what Norhal was saying, um, what they've, what Obi Wan finds. If we get into that, I have a question about that too. Yeah, the pain, the uh, feels, just traumatizing our boy all over again, right? 
Well, so I was wondering when he finds all those people in the amber, are they dead or are they just frozen kind of like carbonite? So in Rebels, we see them keep like a mummified version of Luminaris. Luminara? Yeah, Luminara. Luminara. Yeah. So they are doing weird things with Jedi bodies. They use her, like her her body to like attract other Jedi and rescue her. They look they look dead though, like dead and frozen Mm -hmm. in amber. But they're very well preserved. Because they're preserved in, I thought because they're preserved in amber, like as like trophies, which makes it messed up because they're not alive enough to use, Mm -hmm. but they look very alive still, which means they are purely there to be like, look what we did. At least that was my take. That was my take. Maybe like they are still alive. I don't know why they would keep them alive necessarily, but yeah, to use later. Yeah, they look like petrified like that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the idea of the little boy with the helmet was like one of Reva's classmates. Oh yeah, like, I thought that like, was to draw supposed to be parallel. one of the kids that was from um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, where it's like Master Kano, Master. There's too many. You're not wearing hats. Those kids. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. No, they aren't. Reva's. And they were much was, younger those... too. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's one of Reva's classmates. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like wonder. If Reva knows he's there, she must. I'm just assuming this is one of Reva's Ooh. classmates. I don't know this for sure. But does Reva has know to walk he's by there? that so often yeah. too? Like Ugh. remember it every single time. Well, we see like Tara, uh, Tara um, Sanube, Tara Sanube, Tara Sanube, and Sanube, and we know that he's a fixture at the temple. Like he's always like talking to. The, he's probably always talking to the youngling, like he was yep. Ahsoka. You know, trying to give mm-hmm. some Jedi knowledge. So she probably knew him too, and there's probably plenty of other people down there that she knew. So, just every single person <sighs> in this amber frozen room is from the temple. Wikipedia says it's a remains. I just looked it up, and I was like, "So I guess so it's just the a remains." Point. What's the point of keeping them there if they're dead? Probably like experiments. Trophies. Experiments too. Oh, we've got different I mean, views. Experiments, maybe. Experiment. Trophies? I thought it was just for trophies, like like kind of like mounting a head on a wall. Yeah. I can see the Inquisitors like having a tally like in their break room. They're like, I got five Jedi today, you know, kind of thing. And like <laughs> that was my take on it. That like yeah. these are their hardest kills, their first kills. Because like they've killed a lot of Jedi. So that yeah, can't because... be all of them. But, but the, the fact that they took a child. Out, no. Yeah, because yeah. well be Reva put it there. Like a like a yeah. reminder of who she failed. Wow, that mm-hmm. is like, she dark, won't let herself maybe. forget. What oh, else maybe. is she going to do with it? Uh, yeah, maybe like her classmate, like just a youngling as a reminder of like what Vader did to her class. And she's got it there. Yeah. Like so anytime she feels her resolve is wavering, she goes and looks at that. Just trying dark, to imagine but... the 501st at the siege of, because it's obviously during Order 66 that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, Obi-Wan gets that traumatization, but he does use more of the force. We can see that in the way he is, like, fighting the stormtroopers. He does this little oh, yes. lightsaber twirl. There's probably a fancier name for that. I just can't think right now. It's a lightsaber twirl. It's a lightsaber, yes. Yeah, I feel like he's finally getting more fluid with it. Like, in the last episode, he was still kind of clunky, trying to, like, 
remember all of his different movements and positions and now he's kind of getting more fluid with it. Yeah. And I'm really liking that we see his journey through the way he fights mm -hmm. where yeah. he uses the force because at the beginning when he's with Tala, he's like trying to move something with his hands and it's just shaking. So, yeah. Oh yes. Even in this episode. Yeah. It was the beginning and, of yeah. this episode. Yeah. Right? At the beginning, I, thought you, said, I there... thought you said last episode. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. The beginning of this episode. Yeah. But it just shows him. It shows that like Obi-Wan is inspired by love. I feel like we can even see his his force powers getting stronger in the water scene because it's first a real struggle just to hold that small little piece of glass and the water. Mm. And then he ends up bringing down the glass on both sides on purpose to, yeah. to drown those guys. So it's like, I feel like he's getting slowly stronger in that one scene. Yeah. I think like, we see, you know, in, in episode six that like Leia and Luke are kind of the light that turns back on for him. But I think yeah. whether or not he realizes it, like the, the dimmer is sort of raising. The light is mm -hmm. coming back on. Yeah, it's going like He's got Leia now. He doesn't have that kind of worry about her safety. So it's it's flowing a it's little stronger, more naturally yeah. for him. Yeah. I'm yeah. loving that like new Star Wars is like confirming like what we see in Return of the Jedi. That love is like what fuels the force? What can fuel the force? And it's like yeah. this thing that we see. We see in Rebels. We see it in the Clone Wars. Like Ahsoka's the only one who lives, really, who was able I to reach it. out to her home, to her friend. I yeah. love when love in Star Wars doesn't result in anybody dying in the Sith Temple. <laughs> I love Fast. that. I agree. I'm just saying. <clears throat> I went this long. I went an hour without bringing up Ben Solo. But I'm yeah. doing it now. I As love when Star Wars isn't people dying in the Sith Temple. It's my favorite. Kind I of Star literally Wars. sent a tweet that I saw, and it was like, "I'm gonna make this about Ben Solo or something like that." I <laughs> love like, that. Is that you? And Star Wars <laughs> responded to it. Oh, they did. <gasps> yes, yes, they did. So Star Wars Star responded Wars. to us by saying, "Like we were like." Uh, prediction for the last episode of Kenobi. We all cry, and they're like, "That's a good prediction." I was like, oh. <laughs> "Okay, that's a threat." <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, going a little bit back to what our Sue was saying about Kenobi is that it's impressive how it his uh, how he manages the Force is kind of increasing. But you see his body and how he uses a lightsaber. He he's a still he still uh, his body still remembers how to be a Jedi. Mm -hmm. like riding the bike, mind. right? Yeah, it's yeah. like riding mm -hmm. a bike, but his mind is the one it's that is still a little struggling. wobbly on it, you know. But yeah. you're, you're going, you're he's going. But yeah, I, I just love that this whole thing was like the whole story is like you know finding your reason, finding like you still have people, and like it's You're all about love. North. It's all yeah. about love. So that. Then brings us to the last scene in the episode, which is um, tears. Poster Brad, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead to the last thing. We didn't talk about Wade at all. Listen, listen. Oh, listen. Um, the Wade will fade, but it's never forgotten. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh my God, yes. They're gonna add Wade to the end of Return of the Jedi, the Force Ghost, right? Listen, all I'm all I'm saying is you cannot add the greatest character of all time like Wade and then kill him off. 
in one episode. Like how this death has personally affected me more than Ben Solo. Wade, I, it's what? Yeah, Wade is like Stellan Geos. They are both very strong swimmers, and they're just fine. Oh yeah, Wade, Wade is everything. Yeah. So is that a good character, Stellan Geos or Wade? Wade. He's no, I've, he's known, I've known Wade for five collective minutes. Yeah, he's okay. a guy who is he your just a generic white? He's just a generic white guy. Wade is my he's new just a glub As a white man, I Glub-shido, identify I with Wade very heavily. I know, God, it's been really hard for you during this series. I just right? haven't haven't had enough. <laughs> it's been a struggle. I don't know, like I don't know how you can watch this and like, Sarcasm, relate to please. anybody, Brad. Because like I know, right? It's like I know. Wow. So, Brad, I'm know, so happy know. that. 45 oh. years later, you finally just seen by Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Wade. Wade, Wade, Wade. You will be, you will be pour one out for Wade. Coming to our lives and gone way too soon. Yep. Um, yeah. I hope he's enjoying heaven or whatever the version of that is for non force users. Or maybe he was a force user and we just mm-hmm. never knew because, again, that so story much we just didn't wasn't know. told. I know. Yeah. He, maybe maybe he was why. the chosen one, you know? Yeah. Like maybe maybe the prophecy was wrong. I don't know. Yeah. If Wade hadn't died, the Empire would have fallen a lot sooner. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, when they're talking about it earlier and Roken's like, no one's dumb enough to go in there. I'm like, Cal Kestis was dumb enough and I love him. Mm-hmm. I love yes. him. Yes. I think that also like, fall in order. that added to be... some of the, 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 the tension of this episode is because like when you're playing video games, you're like very involved. And mm-hmm. also, I get really into video games, and I'm like, oh my god, Vader's here. Vader's here. This playing, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. The same feeling. In order to be stupid enough to go into uh, Fortress Inquisitus, you have to be a ginger. Oh. <laughs> Cal and Obi-Wan are both stupid redheads. Stupid the redheads. No, no soul required. <laughs> oh. You know, I really feel like Wade is the Dac of the Obi-Wan series, right? Because, like, Dak is like, oh, I can take on the whole yes. Empire myself. And Wade's like, right behind you, fellas. And he just dies immediately after he's oh, like, like, you like, cannot say right behind right? you. Like, it's like every, time, every time it's somebody like in Star Wars gets way too comfortable, something bad happens, right? Like, Typho in Attack of the Clones, he's like, maybe there wasn't any danger after all. Immediate explosion, like, not even two seconds later. Like, bam, donezo. Right. Ben like, Solo, gotta... he smiles, he dies. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars, you smile <laughs> and then you die. The motto of Star Wars is never love anything. Never love. <laughs> never be I mean, look, look, literally, they taught us from the beginning that attachments are forbidden. They told us this and we look. still did it. Obi Wan is like, you know what? Obi-Wan. He looks over at the twins in A New Hope. He smiles. He dies. Yeah. There's a connection here. <laughs> look, look. Even Vader smiles become... a little before he dies. Oh, yeah? Look, Luke, Leia... at Last Jedi, he smiles. He dies. Leia really, she named Ben <laughs> and just, like, created a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, this man's going to smile and then he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. I think she was hoping this man's going to live at least to his 60s. And then he can die. And then the force was like, funny story about that. Okay. Really, you might say she had a new hope there. She also was hoping he would always have the higher ground, but she didn't know about what happens (laughs) at the end of the series. They both fell into a pit. He he always had the higher ground because he's six foot five. 
He's got the higher ground everywhere. I just started having that Parks and Rec song. I fell in the pit. <laughs> I, when I was writing my review, that was the only thing I could think of. And I was like, no, we're not thinking if, about Chris Pratt right now. No. If anybody <laughs> is listening to this and wants to make us a video of Ben Solo and Ben Kenobi falling into the pits set to the song from Parks and Rec, I think that would cheer all of us up. So thank you so much. Um, I I will I will pay Candace twenty five dollars to a, a nonprofit right yes. now to have that video be made by Tuesday when this video drops. Yes, I will do that. I will happily do thank that. You. I will both, go both donate of them, it both right of them now. in the pit, please. I yeah. will do I will do fan edit videos too for the. I I promise to do like intros and like vid, logo stings for people's YouTubes for charity. But you know what? I'll do fan vids. I'll do a way fan vid bad like it's gonna be like the same. Do a fan over where he survives. Again. Oh my god! I'll, I'll I won't upload my three hour hate video about it if you if you do that. I'm on YouTube. You can angry monetizable that. vid on YouTube about how mad you are. <laughs> Why Obi Wan Kenobi sucks? The Maisie Star song fade into you. For Wade, <laughs> you know, Wade's got to fade. I don't know why this series focused so much on Reva and Leia. It should be more about Wade. Oh, <laughs> like, geez, they killed the only new white guy in the whole thing. That's Disney so woke. Is woke. It's, it's so woke, woke agenda. They could have killed off Reva because that would be diversity. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, oh, so the man. last scene in the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just... I need to get this back on track. Yeah. Last scene in the episode, the little handhold. Oh my god! Here cried. Yeah, I definitely um, had a lot of feelings. Yeah, I actually wrote a whole article about it. I did write a whole article but, about it. Uh, can we can we just quickly mention the scene before when they got into the ship and they realized we didn't make it is, back. Yeah, didn't make it, and <laughs> Sully and says, watching. Yeah, yeah. Brad said, I'm done Brad with this. Brad is burning his action figures and all his <laughs> And then Sully <laughs> says, and I guess we're soldiers. Uh, I like that that bit because I got the idea that the path were this kind of underground railroad to save Jedi, but they were not fighting, like engaging directly the Empire. And at this mm -hmm. moment, Kate's like, oh, yeah, we're... we're oh, we're actually fighting. We're soldiers. So that that is yeah, little what cool. we know of like the rebellion, not quite even at this time, but like what Ahsoka and Bail and Mamothma are working on, there's just fractions yes. of them until like five years later when they bring those fractions together. Mm -hmm. So I felt mm -hmm. like the path was definitely like one of those, along with like the ghost and mm -hmm. other ones we see around. Like so it's, yeah, and even, like, what we see in Rebels, like, what they're doing is not, like, quite, like, going directly into the Empire. Mm -hmm. It's more, like, inconveniencing, inconveniencing them mm -hmm. and stealing and doing things like that. They're not, like, directly attacking them until mm -hmm. later on. So, yeah, it's very much, like, that's what Kanan says, like, in Season 2. He's, like, we aren't soldiers. We aren't, like, here to, like, do a war. We're fine, like, you know, making things hard for the Empire, but we aren't, like fighting the war which they do yeah. just like broken says like yeah. they're all getting there because that's the only way they can win really and again i'm making this way too real now thinking about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay 
Ooh. Okay. On that note then, because things are getting a little too real, I'm going to ask any final thoughts on this episode. No, let's talk about the handholding. Yeah, the I hand said holding I liked dress. it, and then everybody was like, "But Wade." So I'm like, "I guess we're not talking." I'm about sorry, it. no, but okay. well, <laughs> go ahead. I had like ten more minutes of Wade. Um, Can we talk about? Line. Okay, so the way little Vivian, she looks at him, and she does this like kind of like half smile, like her like lips just curl up a little bit, but she like My puts baby. it down again, like she's trying to be strong. Like uh, this little girl, like hey. And I have to go back to the piece that Arsu wrote, that fantastic piece on Collider about that scene. I'll link because, it down below. Yeah, because it ties on. I know we now with this series, we rolled our eyes when we see A New Hope, when Leia is comforting Luke after knowing Kenobi, after losing her planet and her parents. But we see since she was little she went through this ordeal that being prisoner and but she has that ability of comforting others and at 10 she, years old exactly that's so but it's also like she's also like wanting comfort herself but obi-wan doesn't know how to do it like brad tweeted um probably the last time he held anyone's hand was like satine while she was dying <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars replied and was like, why would you tweet this? I honestly thought, I was like, oh no, I was like, Brad, let me make it worse. I like, I thought, I really thought he held Padme's hand as she was giving birth, but nope, just her shoulder. I got like 10 more tweets in my drafts right now, prepare yourselves. Oh my God. No, but I love, I love the fact too that like, you know, going to episode six when Obi-Wan's thinking in the, in the pit about like what's going to get him out. He, the smile that you're alluding to Norhal is like, the last thing he thinks of before he pushes back all the rocks, right? So that's like yeah. a moment that's really, it's, really important to him. It's the part where Leia's little Leia's being strong for him that he mm -hmm. thinks of, because she's trying to cheer him up. Yes. And what I really love is after this moment is like Obi Wan is very affectionate after this. He goes like, not to like spoil, but like in the next episodes, like he goes up and he hugs her. He goes up, he holds yes. her hand. He goes up, he's yeah, you know. Like he's like, okay, I love this kid. <laughs> this is this my is, niece. This is the shift for that. Yeah, like, this he, is the he, shift. He didn't ever not care about her. Oh but yeah, I think he cared about her because of who she was to other people. Mm -hmm. But this is where yeah. it shifts, and he like cares about her because of who she is to him. Yes, I agree. This is mm -hmm. where it changes. And this I is where too, he like, also like. Much... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, this is just also where he's like allowing himself to feel again too. Is he's mm -hmm. like, okay, I. I have part of my family back in a way, or have this new family yes. in a way. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's like you just see that growth. And I love that it's subtle like that. He takes her hand, and then the next episode, just like probably hours later, he goes up to her and he like hugs her, like, you know, yeah. like the yeah. good uncle he would have been if he had a chance. No. Also now like the world is hurting my feelings. Yeah. How much experience has Obi-Wan actually had with children outside of Anakin, right? Because Anakin was also a person that he couldn't really like form a true attachment to mm -hmm. because of the Jedi code. And now here he is sort of getting like the, oh, shit, this is what it's like when a kid actually you care for a child like deeply just... and have a love for it versus it's... like it's just a, a transactional it's... relationship. Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka was so like kind of that he like yeah. And it makes yeah. you think if he had uh 
had the opportunity to spend time with certain Mandalorian kid. <laughs> Maggie Look, and I'm I are just like, saying, is this the ep- season two Kenobi? should be about Corky Kenobi. Yes. Finding, Finding his father. Be like, you are the father. He's just, he's just like, he's somewhere, like, helping the path somehow, and he runs across this, this like, young man, and he's like, wow, he kind of reminds me of myself when I was younger. And, and then, a teen, too? That's huh? weird. And then he's, and then he's like, wait a second, aren't you, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi? And he's like, uh, and he's like, you knew, you knew my aunt. <laughs> Yeah. And he like Obi Wan's doing the math <laughs> in his mind. <laughs> Lucas Lucasfilm, if you're listening, yes. we can write this. We happily Candace and this. I, we've got this handled. We will yeah. make this show happen our for you. Our second yes. most popular video on our Waffle account. What's the is, most popular? Uh, it's the Matt. Oh, oh right, um, Matt Brayley. Yeah, yeah, the Amphibia one. Even though now I did a, I did a, I did a YouTube short that has ninety thousand views. And wow. it's, Gotten away from Proud me. of you. <sighs> nice. okay, I'll talk to you guys later about some of the comments I got from that. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. What were we talking bringing about? This, bringing this together, bringing oh, it children. home, wrapping it up. Okay, because children. the other children that he saw were like all Jedi children. So they're all like, no attachments. Even though Anakin no. is very affectionate, not just with Padme, but with Aww. Ahsoka too. He's, he's a hugger. So. Yeah. And with, like, his mother and stuff like that. So I think he probably, you know, he got some hugs from Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah. I also think of Attack of the Clones when Yoda tells him, like, truly wonderful the mind of a child is. I'm like, yeah. oh, that hits different. That hits different. Like, maybe that opens yeah. Obi-Wan's mind a little bit more yeah. to his relationship with uh, the small the small beings around the Jedi Temple and all the kids that he meets in the future, like, you know, Luke and Leia included. But, yeah. like, I really love this. Like, this is, like, the first child we've really seen that isn't a Jedi in Star Wars, yes. right? Like, not the Ewok movies counting, but, like, a child going through what Leia's going or just any general child is very affectionate. Uh, yeah. Really, like, you know, especially traumatic events or just sadness. They need hugs, and I just love that the way that they have that happening in the series because you see Leia, like, hugging Tala, hugging her parents, hugging Obi-Wan, and just... yeah. It's- it's something very give me, give me little Cassian, is all I'm saying, in August. Yes. Please. Yes. Oh, Jen. Little Jen. Little Jen. No, yeah. I can't handle yeah. any more pain. But. I can't. I can't. I can't. No, not, not little Jen in the show, but this is like the not only the first like child we've dealt with, I guess for an extended period of time. Cause yeah, because Jen, Jen like, little Jen's only, only for like five minutes. Yeah. But this is the first, I think, child that Obi-Wan has really had to deal with who yeah. isn't in the Jedi Order and doesn't have a pre-existing knowledge of him or understanding of how they're supposed to treat him. So Leia yeah. doesn't care. She's calling him an old man. She's making comments. She's not <laughs> listening. Leia's a princess. Grandfather. A princess. Yeah. Make me float. I'm a princess. Like, yeah. Buy me these gloves. <laughs> yeah. You have no money for clothes, but I insist you buy me these gloves. In this Where's my blaster? <laughs> yeah. You know Bale gave him some spending money. It's fine. <laughs> he's like she's gonna want some stuff here's the money she's got expensive taste here's the money <laughs> she's like me because he has those fancy clothes oh, yes. oh yeah Bale's always looking good with those capes alright do we have final comments on this episode okay, um, the Muppet, Muppet coat thing was funny yes. but also yes. really realistic Muppet man Muppet man, yeah. Muppet Muppet man. man. 
Yeah, I wanted to bring that up too. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk Muppet Man. It's honestly like if you think about like how like freaked out the Imperials are at that moment, like we don't notice things as humans. We're very much in our own world. People if aren't making you... eye contact. <laughs> like how many people honestly their first time watching the episode notice that when the Inquisitors are talking, Obi-Wan just walks right behind them? Yes. Like and they're just not paying attention because you're not paying attention. Well, it's funny to too because they're shit talking Reva, being like, "Oh, she couldn't get Obi Wan." They're like, he's like walking right by them, and like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's me. <laughs> also, like, yeah. So first of all, it works, and they probably would have made it if Reva hadn't barged out of the building screaming. Traitor! But also, like, it doesn't work, and that's kind of the point. It was a very desperate move. It was yeah, really dumb. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like they had a wardrobe that, like, yeah, let's fit something. Like, here's our 12-step plan to get out of here. No, like, Tala's like, oh, good, a really big coat. Let's Muppet Man our way out of this. Yeah. Should have put him on work. her toes like you dance with a little kid. Just <laughs> walking. They would have walked even slower then. I know. It's so funny. Yeah. You could have used the force. Put her, put her on his shoulder and she could just have her head sticking out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's, like, two kids in the coat. middle. We are two chaotic Jedi in a trench coat. Yeah. But like it reminds me, like, I think Henry Cavill was like in Times Square in front of like a Superman poster and they just put him in glasses and nobody noticed them. I would have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I would have noticed. That is a tall, fine, hunk man. (laughs) You look like Superman. Nobody said anything to him. Detector, yes. Yeah. I don't know what happens when he took off his glasses. Maybe that changed everything. He said he was wearing a Superman shirt, too. Yeah. So, So really, this is on the people of New York. Yeah, (laughs) terrible. Terrible. To be fair, the people of New York are, like, largely desensitized to, like... But, Maggie, no, these weren't the people of New York. This was time freaking square. Yeah, I mean, those aren't New Yorkers. <laughs> I mean, have you have you seen Times Square? There's a lot of weird stuff happening at Times Square. Very yeah. true. There's a, you know, they got the Eminem store right there. Sorry, Henry Cavill, you can't compare My, that. No, I'm sorry. My spidey senses would have been tingling. I'd be oh like, yeah, he's here. <laughs> Your spidey senses. What is this, Tom Holland? I don't. Your know. Henry Cavill yeah. radar. What right, my, my Superman <laughs> senses? Superman senses. <laughs> My horny your, radar? Your I don't know. Your Henry Tangle, yeah. Yeah. I should just well, stop talking. <laughs> Listen, you're not wrong. Brad, I think you need to join us for Waffles After Dark. Where's the Cavill Tangle? I don't know which one's Brad, better, honestly. Brad, you, I don't know if you would ever look at us the same way after Waffles After Dark. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I'm ready. <laughs> Seven the invite. <laughs> yes. Okay. Any last thoughts on Muppet Man? <laughs> getting away from the henry tingle last thoughts on muppet man i i personally think that every single character in star wars should at some point appear in a trench coat carrying another smaller person with them like a child or like a youngling or something like ewok Ewok, a droid a (laughs) bb-8 unit yeah just to piss off the new bros please can you poem bb-8 that would be yeah how would that work I, i just think more trench coats please Yes. I think it's a damn shame for all the sneaking around they did in the sequel trilogy that nobody tried to sneak around in the trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Leia and Wicket, Return of the Jedi, Lucas, make the new special edition featuring the trench coat scene. (laughs) 
Exactly. Yeah. On the topic of the trench coat scene, my friend was in the background of that scene. I just want to be on Paddington 3. That's all I ask. (laughs) Studio Canal, please. That's my dream background. What's everybody's dream? What's everybody's dream background uh, project for Star Wars that you would want to appear in? Oh, Andor. Anything. I'll be Andor. like, I'll be like, I'll be in a stormtrooper thing in the middle of like yeah. Florida weather. You know? No, I want to see my face <laughs> so I can point at it later. Yeah, I need my it face out. Of, it is. I'll kind do of a funny delight. walk. You could be your own public. Glub- if they did something yeah. High Republic, I would like to be in that. Not, oh, yeah. not to mm. be like a casting director, but like all of you will be really good background. <laughs> Yeah. Ar- Arzu's uh, Arzu's background would be like a High Republic show, and she like hands off like a like a stack of, like a hollow disc or something to Estellan Geos. And he's well, like, thank you so much. Yeah. And then she just and Marcian Rowe. She I could just do falls both. over. <laughs> I could that undercover. No, because like the Nile have masks, so it could just be me. Nile, yes. <laughs> and I, I, feel feel like the, I feel like the Nile are definitely like tall baddies. So mm. yeah. I could be a Marciano in canon. It's fine. Yeah. There we, go. we know. It's, it is like canon. That. It, it is, is canon. canon that he has fangirls. So. so oh, yes. Hope it goes better than the Vader fangirl. Mm. It will. I don't know. I think, mm. I think, I think Nan yeah. is like thriving. So She's I think It'll it's actually, better. it works in the High Republic. So here's my, here's my pitch. So I will be Marcian Ho, and then at the same time, I'm going to be some kind of like mermaid creature that saves Stellan from the depths. Okay, like a pretty mermaid. I like that. So these are my two characters. Um, So wait, like Admiral Akbar? No, like a mermaid. (laughs) She's a Montella. I'm a mermaid. (laughs) I'm a very pretty mermaid. What are you saying about Akbar? Um, What? This, ep- this episode has straight up lost the plot. I know. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what I'm saying anymore. I have been numb <laughs> Nothing all matters. day, y'all. It's been like I'm drunk. When I'm drunk, I'm like, what if I yeah. was a mermaid? And I this is the first time you. I've flopped all day. I've, like, oh. I've cried all day. What is everybody else's dream Star Wars project? Let's get off my mermaid fantasy. Uh, um, I want to be in Andor season two. And I just want to be somebody who gets killed in the background. <laughs> I, I want to get shot and I want That's to die. Insane. If they I just, ever. I want Andor to walk past me. Like that is what casts you to walk over my corpse. I've died a lot on screen. So I think, I think right. I have, I have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would love to be like in the Crimson Dawn. If they ever do any live action Ooh. in the background, that would be fantastic. Yeah. It could be in any scene with Sabine. I'll just point to my purple hair and be like, look. <laughs> in the scene? <laughs> look, look, look. Because I mean, of you. you. I know. No. Okay. Brad, Chelsea, what are yours? Brad Paddington. Brad is Star Wars. It's already happened. I would have wanted been that guy on the ceiling in the Rogue One Holly who gets sliced by Vader. That'd be so cool. Yes. He could slice people yeah. again in the future. Yeah, yeah. he could. Yeah. Or to Norhal's point, getting stepped on by Amelia Clark in the Crimson Dawn series. So either way, I'll take it. Lucasfilm, just send me an email. It's fine. Willing to join. I think we need more underwater scenes. So anyway, I could be involved with that. You want to be a mermaid too? Or Mon Calamari? (laughs) Under the sea. (laughs) Give us a musical. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Norhal. You love the vibe. It's the little mermaid, but with Stella (laughs) Geo. 
Oh my you've god, a, yes. Except you've got to kiss the Geos. He's trying to be part of the her world underwater. No, he that hair is too pretty to keep underwater. We gotta get him. <laughs> I'll, I'll no, I think sell my soul for legs for that man. I don't care. I was gonna say, like, okay. I mean, <laughs> is he getting like Darth Maul legs? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, what kind of no, legs? No, I are get you the legs because I'm a mermaid. Oh, you get the, okay. You yeah, the you get the legs. Okay, do you? I want. Are you getting legs. spider legs? Yeah, are you no, getting like spider. <laughs> this is really like this is segueing straight into After Dark. After yeah. Dark, yes. Yeah. Please join our Patreon. Okay, Patreon.com which slash which mermaid's going to rescue Wade from the waters of the Fortress Inquisitorious? <laughs> They're going to have to pick up those pieces, Brad. No, <laughs> the Brad Mermaid. <laughs> the Merman. The A whole new Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We escape on our magic carpet. I'm still a, I'm still a mermaid oh somehow. God. It's a crossover. It's a little mermaid. Okay, you don't need water oh. to breathe. Brad and oh Claw crossover. Well, maybe Obi Wan. Yeah, maybe Obi Wan dropped I'll his mouthpiece. Have the shirt. Have the shirt and blade. Oh my god! Yeah, he, he gave it to me just into in each case. other's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, for okay. some reason, I think you're gonna need this. <laughs> Bring him back. You're to gonna the need base. it. She's like, oh my god, Wade, you're back. I'm like, sorry, we're in love now. <laughs> Anyways. Brad Wade supremacy anyway. here. Yeah, this is my uh, third third glass of wine. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm expecting to see gone. Wade slash Brad on archive of our own <laughs> in a week or so. I love a new Wade, mermaid Brad. You call it a whole new Wade. That's the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Have to take him to the mod shop. He's a whole new Wade. Have to bring him, bring him to the mod shop. Maybe the mod shop oh, can give you legs too. <laughs> oh my god oh, man. Okay. I have no good way to end this so I'm just gonna throw no it good way to end this no good way to end this alright for social I'm media done. you can find me at Candace is a Geek on Twitter and all the waffle stuff which RZ will tell you about Maggie you can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town writing Brad Wade fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Nora Hall and yeah, there. Brad. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Brad Whipple tweeting through the pain. And Chelsea. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Fairless. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Arzuamine or alternatively under the C Saving Stellan Geos. Um, the network, you can find us at geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the geeky waffle at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, and Patreon, which Candace mentioned, patreon.com slash geeky waffle. And that's where you can get stuff that is more unhinged than what you just listened to. And we are if also that's at. Possible. If that's it well, possible. it's the same thing, just with expletives. Um, and you can also find us at waffle.com. That's where we have all of our reviews, all of our various shows on the network, all of that cool stuff. So thank you all so much for listening. This is The Wade, and may the waffles be with you.